0: Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon, lime, mango, and my go-to, black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. the zine right now we're in a hotel room in Toronto with some little microphone that Janice almost got arrested for having at the airport because it looks like a small bomb I know perched up on her suitcase well we had to get it between us we're
1: sitting yeah we are we're on the 18th floor of a hotel room this is a classy (laughs) setup so we are going to sound a little bit like Mr. Microphone but um but we wanted to share we you know we're going to be back in the, the in the LA studios very soon and But we wanted to share what it was, just a few little bit about what it's like on the road. So this is the best.
0: Yes, this is this definitely is as good as it, it gets. This is as good as it gets. And, and, yeah, and we haven't been able to record up until now because we've been on a tiny bus with two kids screaming nonstop. And, I don't know, sometimes four, sometimes five adults. And a bird. And my
1: bird. Bonsai. The Bons. Bonsai has been with us. Bonsai has become a favorite of everybody on the road. She's a pretty bird. We almost didn't get Bonsai home from Canada the first time. We could share that story. Yes. When we were in Canada, see, we've we've gone from Canada and we've done this gigantic kind of horseshoe shape tour. And we've gone. We're almost two months out now. I know it's been a long haul. You, I, I, I have to tell you, I don't usually give you props because then, you know, it don't gets. Know. It, it, I don't. No, know that it I does either, get but... awkward between us when I give you props. Oh, but fun. I have to admit, um, f- to go out every night and do a three-hour show, y- you have knocked my socks off. Oh, oh, night, like, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But, but really, every night and we travel. Honestly, it's like. We, we do a show well Jillian does the show we all are, are uh, the, ex- the ex- yeah, extras but you, 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 you do a show we get back we, we, we change we shower at the venue we get back in the bus and we drive to the again, next town and do
0: another show and do another day. show wake up it and has ready. been grueling I came to find out though in all honesty that the, the things we've been doing are not normal so really? no no <laughs> I, I have to say like it, you know here's, a, here's an interesting <clears throat> lesson learned And we talk about lessons learned. And and the good news is that we've learned the business. So next year when we take it out, we will control it. And we will control ticket price, venue, everything, so that it will be easier and more accessible to the fans. But the part of it that has been so amazing is, I think, for you and I to go out every night and connect with the audience, which is exactly why we were there, and to be able to have a direct dialogue with everybody who came, And I think that part of it was magical. Uh, We do a question and answer with the audience for half an hour um,
1: after the show. And that's part of the VIP. It's a really cool kind of thing because, you know, uh, it's just very casual. We come out, we do it naked, and and it's just (laughs) a lot of fun. But anyway, (laughs) I go through the questions. Like, we have the questions, and I go through the questions and try and get, like, a mixture. And we try and get through as many as we can. It's hard. So anyway, long story short... The most asked question, which boggles my mind, is, and I think it's because some people put their question in before the show starts, so they don't hear what the what the show is about. But it's mostly about motivation. Yeah. How do I get motivated? How do I stay motivated? What do you do to get motivated? What, what do you do, Jillian, to, to stay motivated? And is, and I wonder is motivate is being motivated, and is it, is it a blanket term now that we use? I, I don't know why it's such a struggle. I,
0: I can tell you why it's such a struggle. It's such a struggle because we're, we are living lives and this is something we talk about during, during the show. We are living the life that we think we should. And so of course we're not motivated. You know, we're in jobs that we don't like because it's the responsible thing to do to pay the bills. And then we, as women predominantly in our generation have the disease to please. And I think it's, I think it's been passed down to the Xers from the boomers And I think the millennials, like the Gen Ys, are the first generation that are actually not playing that game anymore. But they're young. You know, those are the, the, I was born 80 to 2000. That's the generation that's like, no, screw it. It's about me. And then you know what the baby boomers and the Gen Xers are saying to them? You selfish little bastards. <laughs> you narcissistic little monsters. I'm, I'm the Meanwhile, we raise them as like, put yourself first, take care of you. And then what do we do? We bitch slap them down. And, you know, the reason that I think we're so, like, I can't stay motivated is because we're just depressed. We're, we're not fulfilled. And we're shut down. So the way we stay motivated is by connecting with our passion, forming an emotional connection to our goals. We don't do this for two reasons. First of all, we have these sweeping generalizations of what we think are goals. Mm. I want to be healthy. Yeah. And what does that mean? People are, are stymied by that Completely. question. What does it mean? Well, I've never been asked that before. No, I don't. I want to be healthy. And what does that mean? Does it mean that you're wearing skinny jeans? Does it mean that you're sliding into your wedding gown? Does it mean that you feel comfortable having sex with the lights on? Does it mean, you know, what does it mean? Are you, you know, on the surfboard with your son in the Hawaii vacation? What does it mean? They don't have any defined vision of what these sweeping generalizations mean in their lives. Well, I want to make money. And what does that mean? You know, they don't, they don't stop to think about what it means to have money, the freedoms right. it provides, how they've earned the money in a way that makes them happy. I want to be in love with what kind of person and what's the dynamic in the relationship. So you can't form an emotional connection of being healthy. I know what pizza tastes like. I know what watching my favorite show does for me. I know what vegging out's going to do, so healthy that that holds no weight. It has no comparison. You have to define what these generalized goals are, how they manifest in your life, and by the way, what it would feel like if you achieved them and that 's one of my favorite things you say
1: in the show, and it comes in the second half and i, I can 't paraphrase it properly, but you say.
0: You can't experience... How is it? A reality yeah. that, that you that you can't believe in a reality you've never experienced.
1: Yeah, and that is so powerful. To me, that's incredibly powerful because it's true. How do I hang my hat on something? I don't even know what the hell it feels like. Yeah. So that's really... And I think that's what... Maybe when you, when you ask them that question, what, what, is, what does healthy look like? It's like, if you haven't really felt healthy or felt good in your skin, you know, when you feel good in your skin... How can you answer that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: It, it, it It's just, it takes time and it requires people to really do some thinking about the details of the life that they want to lead because you can't look externally for motivation. You might be catalyzed to make a change. You might, it might help you decide to live differently, but Without knowing what you're living differently for, that's your lasting motivation. So you need to take some time to really break down, fine tune, and emotionally connect to the things that you want to be motivated to achieve. That's how you get motivated. You know,
1: that's interesting you say that because I've seen you give people just a rash of sh when they say yeah and and at first i say I, I just want to say inside when they say jillian you have motivated me to lose 200 pounds or you have motivated me and you stop them in your tracks and you go and you get very serious and you mm. go no i haven't and i just want to say jillian take the credit just take say thank you and i give you hell for that but i see what you're saying you know like the more i want to just say just say thank you you know
0: but people I, say I, to me like i watch like yesterday i had to do this event in toronto and um, and this woman was like, thanks for all you do for us. And I was like, for you? I don't do anything for you. This is all for me. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't know why it makes me giggle when the you truth. say that. It's the truth. I, I do what I love. I do it for me. I talk about the things that are going on in my life. And that's cathartic for me. And I'm making a living, which is for me and my family. So in reality, I think the conversation is... Thank, I should be thanking people for all they're doing for me, listening to me talk, utilizing my information and supporting me as a business. So, yeah. and when you, when you allow yourself to be put on some sort of pedestal, it, a, it's, it's a, it's a falsehood because they're like, Oh, here's this good person who thanks for doing all you do for us. That's like, it's a pro, it's a projection of the good parent and I am nobody's parent. Oh, that's and question. it's also giving their power away. You saved oh. my life. I lost 100 pounds because of you. It's like, no. You saved your own life. That's your achievement. Utilize that achievement to redefine your self-image and your thoughts about your potential. And don't give your power away. You can't let people give their power away because that's how they get better. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's just... It's the truth. And I don't need it, by the way. I don't need... I don't need to be a hero or a martyr because I'm neither. I'm a regular woman doing you know w- doing what I love and making a living at it, and I'm lucky as shit to do it. Yeah, no, I get it. I and get That's it. the truth. People should know the truth. I'm not a bad person. I-, I do care about people, but I'm no martyr and I'm no hero. And it's that simple)
1: back and uh, the news came out um, about Angelina Jolie's choice and it has certainly Ugh. rocked uh, yeah. social media, rocked uh, all kinds of media and rocked people in general about about her choices um, I, you know I, I don't know I mean I, I, I like her I like her so I, I like I like the steps she takes I don't know
0: I here's what was so hard about that for me and I, I really tried to look at why I had such a disturbed response to it. I grew up with her. She's my age. Yeah. And I watched her become famous. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I remember when she came out with Gia. Yeah. And I just, you know, we've all watched her career, especially the, the Gen Xers. And I, her body and her beauty was iconic. Does that make any sense? Yes. It's like, and she, you know... From from day one. Yeah, from day one, and she was always stick thin, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I, I personally, I, I, I like a little more curves, but she had huge boobs, right? And she was rail thin. And so she was also kind of known for having, for lack of a more politically correct term, a great rack. You yeah. know, she had these huge boobs and this beautiful face, and, and I guess, like, when she chose to cut them off, it was almost like the end of an era for me. It was the most bizarre response I've ever had because she was the Marilyn Monroe of oh, my generation, sure, and I was like, "Oh my God, and in that moment, it made me feel my age. You know what I mean because like when she was young with tattoos and being wild, I was also in my twenties right you know, and I was like, "Holy mother, is this what i'm is this what we're?" dealing with now or cutting our boobs off because we're afraid to die she's my age Mm -hmm. I mean and it, it just I grew up with her and I just it effed me up it was like way too close to home and I've always been told I don't have BRCA1 so I don't have the breast cancer gene but I was told In and I've talked about this before in a genetic test that we did on the doctors that I have a propensity for breast cancer Right. and I've always said that I feel like I have two time bombs on my chest always and I know that I'm an estrogen dominant female because I know enough about hormones I know the way my body stores fat I know the fact that I have I'm prone to getting pigmentation on my face I know based on my menstrual cycle that I am an estrogen dominant woman so that's going to make me uh, more likely to get breast cancer, and i don 't know it it disturbed me not that i'm i 'm not judging i 'm not saying it was the right thing to do i 'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do. It was an upsetting thing to have had happen yes. and, and it's like, okay, you know and then you 're going, all right now here 's a woman who is now we have to look at her beyond her physical beauty. you know what I, do you know what I 'm saying? like is she still as sexy to us? She still as beautiful to us, which I think a lot of women feel when they have to have that surgery. Am I still a woman? Well, we had that. We had that question.
1: Yes. We had that question one night and I was just, I was, I don't think I've ever been so moved in a Q and A is when a woman stood up and oh, said, God. um, she said to Jillian, I, um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. And, and but she also had, I think she had a hysterectomy. She had some other cancers in her body, yep. and, and there was, as she called them, I've had a lot of my parts, a lot of my parts are missing. Mm. And then she said, You know, um, I don't feel like a woman, and and I don't feel as much like a woman. And what do I do? And, and all of a sudden, these women started raising their hands in the audience, going, Me too, me too. Yeah. I'm also breast cancer, you know, and and I just. And I
0: just thought, this is a, a small Q&A. I know. In this town. It- one in three women will get breast cancer. One in three. Because, you know, Heidi and I were talking about it. And Heidi's like, she had an 87% chance. And I was like, well, I can tell you right now, honey, you have a 33.5% chance. And mine's probably in the 50s at least. Because it's one in three of us. And I'm genetically predisposed. So, it's just... Oh my God! I don't know. I read, oh. you know, in reading her op-ed piece
1: in in the New York Times, and she said, you know, she Angelina talked about, and I'm sure many of you have read it, so I won't I won't I the didn't whole read thing. it. I didn't tell me. Well, she talked about how her mother died at 56 from ovarian cancer. Yeah. And and that, you know, and and she was so saddened that when she talks to her children about Mummy's Mummy, yeah, how Mummy's Mummy is gone, and how you know her her mother only saw. Maybe two of her children, and not the other four, yeah. and and she wanted to make sure her kids knew that mommy was going to be around, and she did this so that she would be around. And it just—I don't know—that part of me. You see, I don't have children, so I don't know. I don't
0: have that same feeling of the kids leaving them deeply. It, it's I, like I'm sure do you have no. I haven't been on my motorcycle in two years. I right, stopped riding when Heidi got pregnant. I won't sell the, the damn thing. It sits in the garage and I just look at it every day. And I've sold every bike but one. And I just look at it. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And yet I won't get on it either.
1: So, so then those feelings you have about that, can't, aren't those parallel
0: feelings? Can you? I, mean, I know, but I don't know, Janice. I feel like I couldn't. First of all, the pain. Here's what's so interesting. We see a vet come home from the war and they're missing a limb. This, okay, well, this is an amputation of equal magnitude. And, you know, when I go to like Walter Reed in D.C., right? Or when I was when I did a USO tour and right. I went to see the Wounded Warriors. I remember going, oh my God, how have these, because they're kids, many of them. Yep. How are these kids dealing with this? How would this affect me? And now I'm looking at Angelina Jolie going, how would I deal with this? I don't think I could do it. I think I would have to wait. Here's what I would, my choice would be this. Okay, I know a lot about food. I know a lot about what causes cancer. I will be far more diligent every day. I will do green, I'll eat, drink green tea. Every day I will eat pomegranate. I will go sober. I will never drink again, which is probably what I should be doing now, to be frank with you. I would, you know, I will take massive quantities of antioxidants. I will only consume organics as often as I possibly can because on the tour, and that's one of the reasons I want to get home. I'm like, mother of God. I mean, I'm, I'm watching us feed our kids things that I know are terrible for them because we don't have organic meats and this and that. I know, and, and you've worked and so hard I'm to keep the tour bus oh full of organics. God, but we're like, you know, we're not on the bus enough. Yeah. And so... I would choose to do anything and everything I can to be preventative, almost to the point of being fanatical. Because it's like, I would rather get fanatical about preventative measures than go through that amputation. I would check, I would go every three months to get checked. Because it can be extremely, um, there was a woman I worked with on the doctors who had gotten a check and three months later had stage three breast cancer. So, which is rare, but that's how fast it moved. So I would get checked every three months. And I would deal with it that way. And then, yes, if I had the cancer, I would just say, take them. Yes, because for my kids, I, I wouldn't fight it. I've had friends who fought it and said, no, I want my boobs. Figure it out. And, uh, you know, with my kids, if I got it, I'd be like, take them. Get them. But I, wouldn't, I couldn't do it preventatively, and I'm not judging her at all. I'm just talking about, like, my personal... Oh, it just would be so hard. And it's it's not because... I think any woman is less than a woman. And I think being gay, it's a lot easier for me. Because I don't have a man in my life. I'm with a woman who would understand in a different way. Right. If that makes any sense. So it's easy, I, I believe it's going to be easier on me than a woman who is worried about appealing to her man. Yeah, I um, can see that um, and, I, I, sure. I, and I, You know, but... Oh, Janice. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I think...
1: I mean, it, it's still it, it's it's a shocking. The, the, but the the however, the one thing in, in 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 this USA Today article, and it talked about how people, and this always happens. It takes celebrity. I shouldn't say celebrities are the well, only puts ones it in. in the, it
0: puts it in. The, on the, it makes a conversation. It does, yeah. and
1: all of a sudden, people are are googling mastectomy, or they're yeah. they're googling what is it? Braca? I don't know how. Braca one. Braca one. Breast cancer. Or gene. they're they're. You yeah. know, it's like when Betty Ford, God bless her, when Betty Ford said, I drink, you know. Yeah. And what she did, I'm not saying this is going to cure breast cancer, but what Betty Ford did for addictions. Yeah, she's raising well, awareness. It, it just it just goes it puts it out there. And and you just said it perfectly. It puts the conversation on the
0: table. And and if I could say this, I guess to wrap this up, I don't think she's any less beautiful. I don't think she's any less sexy. I don't think she's any less iconic or admirable. So I guess for all that questioning that we do as women Mm -hmm. or feeling less than or feeling not feminine, like I know how I still feel about Angelina Jolie. I don't love her any less or think she's any less gorgeous. So I guess that's the answer. Yeah. You know, you're still a woman and you're still beautiful and you're still special no matter what happens. Okay. All right. We'll be right back.
1: For you, when you go out and you
0: tell people, uh, it's a two and a half hour show. And by the way, it could be a six hour show. I know. And I've had to cut so much from the show, and every cut is like Sophie's choice.
1: You know what? And and it's true because I remember when we we started out in Winnipeg almost two months ago. Yeah. And I remember seeing the first run of the show, like the first rehearsal. We we rehearsed in in Winnipeg for two days before before the show opened. (laughs) And I remember the first run, it was like, oh my God, like it was so long. And we knew, we, you know, no. we knew, oh my God, the show's long. It's, it's still long. To cut. It's and so it,
0: long. But, but if you, if you were to do it again. I know. Like. I don't know what to do because here's the thing. For those of you who've seen it, you know, you obviously know what the show is about. For those of you that haven't, the first hour is all the stuff that you would presume an audience came for. So, it's right. clearing up any diet confusion, it's discussing nutrition and optimizing metabolism, it's, you know, cutting-edge fitness techniques. It's clearing up uh, workout confusion, which, by the way, I don't want to talk about because I feel like we've already covered. But the reality is, if, if you went to see Cesar Milan and a dog didn't walk out on stage, would you wonder what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know? it's <laughs> just true. That Susie true. didn't talk about money, even though she really doesn't. If you watch what Susie talks about when she talks, she talks about self worth, she talks about self esteem. She talks about the bigger picture, the underlying issues. But if, if you went to see Susie and she didn't discuss those things, would you be disappointed? So the first half is like, in the event that you came for this, great. Let me clear this up for you. Let me show you how simple it is. And let me streamline it. And that could be a show. But that's not really what's underneath all these issues. And it's really not about building a better body, as we know. It's about building a better body so you can have a better life. So the second part of the show is all about you know, the how and why we hold ourselves back and the how and why to attack those inhibitions and unleash our potential. That alone is also a show. And then the third section of the second part of the show, which is all about skills and tools that we need to be more effective with regard to our action plan, it should be another show. I know, I know. And it's like, I, I, it's just you know. So looking at it, it is a conversation of how to move forward in the future of whether or not it's okay. Weekends, seminars, online classes. Um, oh, that's a cool idea. It is not that I have the time to develop it right now because I don't, as you know. Um, and for for those of you listening, we are going into double. Seasons of Biggest Loser back-to-back, which is yes, you, infuriating uh, yes. because I was specifically <laughs> I told when I signed on that it would be one season a year. And, you, you know, here's the thing. I love my producer. She's wonderful. She's such a good egg. She's so accommodating. She's so understanding about my family and my and my business. Um, but I'm going into double seasons now, so that's going to be at least seven months of Biggest Loser, which, of course, takes me away from touring Until any time until the middle of next year, there's no time to put together online classes right now for these reasons. But I think that is the future. Um, The future will be breaking the show down, doing another round of tours next year, yeah, and then breaking it down into segments of online classes. Where it's like, okay, here's the nutrition classes, here's the fitness classes, here's the you know the the self help self esteem, self worth classes and here is the skill set classes because just goals which i had to by I the know. way cut out of the show <laughs> just the section on how to set and achieve goals is is could easily be a show in itself and it was 5 minutes that i ended up having to cut. Yes, i have to tell for for those who
1: uh, well No, but even if you have come to the show, you you still don't see, and for those of you who have not seen the show, when we are doing it, and and when when Jillian says that cutting is is like Sophie's Choice, because it it is for her, and it's it's for the show, because... when we go into a uh, in certain theaters, there is a thing called a, a theater union. Yeah, and they are incredibly—they are monsters, <laughs> you know. And and I mean, in, in their in their um, favor, you know, they've worked hard. There's these crews; they've worked hard to get into this union. It protects Ugh. them. However, they are very protective of their theaters in every town. You know, she has a different set. So, what they are is as Jillian's doing the show, she has the show, then we take literally three minutes to kind of get clear the house. And then we get ready for the VIP, and we have a timer. There's this big, gigantic timer in front of us. It's like 30 minutes and go. And honestly, we were just like, next person, next person, next person. And these men, mostly men, I shouldn't say there's some women in the cruise, but it's definitely a male dominated business.
0: Yeah. Shouldn't
1: be, but it is. Um, Are literally waiting in the wings, staring at us with, like, honestly, I can see, like, Spit coming down, waiting to get on the stage. So, it it, in a way it takes that casual. I mean, that's what I love about the podcast, and I know you love about the podcast. Is we have this. There's a casual. No one's no one's banging on the door telling us to get out. And and I
0: I definitely felt felt that 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 pressure to. Uh, Well, I just feel bad because here's here's the interesting thing as well is that. People came to the VIP, and, and it's a 30-minute it's a Q&A, which sometimes we were able to do 40, 45 read, minutes yes, if the time frame allowed, but you can't give 200 to 300 people a photo and a signature because that would take at least half of the show, an hour and a half, and you can't even stay in the theater no. to sign things. That's no. why I would go out to the bus and sign for whoever whoever waited by the bus when we showered up. But yeah, it, it was. I don't know. I think the next time there's got to be a way where it's like you do a quick. You know, you got to negotiate ahead of time. I don't know. I don't know what I would cut. I don't know, Janice. It was long, and, it, and the audience was like, "What's she going to talk about? Is she a fitness expert?" Three hours later, they're <laughs> bleary eyed and stumbling out of the friggin'. I must admit, sometimes
1: I sit on stage. What's I sit I on stage left with the uh, I know. With- journey the it's an audience. odyssey and i watch and there's a we have a little remote camera that we can pan out oh to my the, god to, that it's we keep odyssey. on jillian but sometimes we have to pan out we can see the audience and sometimes i'm not kidding it's like because there's so much information I know. And honestly they are like their eyes are just <gasps> i
0: know it's intense <laughs> it, i don't know intense. we'll see next time we'll, we'll figure it out next year because we'll go back out next year. Yeah. I imagine we'll probably hit Australia and um and we'll pick up like uh, parts of the US that we missed. So I'm We
1: sh- missed the we missed the whole state of Texas. I for know. God's sake. And we'll do the show in in a in a rodeo. In a rodeo uh, corral. Well, I'm just saying, in Texas what? I'm thinking of rodeos. A rodeo corral. Oh, we could have done an Tell outdoor. Right we could have done an outdoor venue. Rodeo. You know, like where they do the rodeo. We could've you could've we could have given you a little stool and a microphone in the middle of where the
0: where this, this is the why cows... you also will
1: not be planning the next flight at the door. Dear God. I know. No, but that would be fun. Please.
0: To do an outdoor an outdoor show. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll note that in the log. <laughs> Yeah. So for those cities we did not hit <laughs> we'll this year, we'll be we're going to pick them up next year in a rodeo environment. In a rodeo, correct? Michael's rodeo tour. <laughs> That's the feeling. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> Segment on diet, right? And you know why I'm always bored with diet because there is no new news. I, know. And I and the only new news there is is me taking a new diet that's come out and going, that's bullshit. Moving <laughs> on. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I do, I there's do. no new news. So, because the reality is, you know, this guy said to me um, when I was doing an interview, obviously for either the book or the tour, and he goes, "You know, all you nutritionists, because I am a certified nutritionist, even though everyone thinks I'm just a trainer." All you nutritionists and trainers, you guys always think you're like a religion. You always think that your way is the only way. And I was like, no, 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 no my line of work is not a religion. There is no scientific proof of God and there's no scientific proof of whose God is the right God. That is a matter of subjective feeling to each individual. In my line of work, there's scientific proof of how the body works and how it responds to chemicals and certain types of foods and eating schedules. So this is not like subjective. It's fact. It's proven fact. So with that said, when something new comes out, You know, I want to educate people about how to sift through misinformation because when you go into the world and you choose to take action, you obviously need to be informed before you do. But I think what happens is people get confused with all the misinformation and they're either stuck or they make a destructive choice. Okay. Here's the deal. The first thing we need to look at is number one. Can you prove that this information or piece of advice has yielded results? Is the money expert, the relationship expert, the the nutritionist, or the trainer, have you seen proof of results that their information has powerful impact? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then here's the next question. Take all of the information because although information might conflict, it doesn't mean that that information isn't equally valid. There are more than one way. There is more than one way to skin a cat. We all know this. Right. So, for example, Bob released a book uh, very recently, and I guess in it, I haven't had a chance to read it yet because we've been on tour. But I guess in it, there's a part where he suggests eating 800 calories a day, even though he says um, he subscribes to uh, what I do, which is you can have unlimited greens, right? So. Um, People went crazy because on my Facebook because I, I said Bob's new book is out. Go get it. And they were like, he says eat 800 calories in this book and you say never eat less than 12. Oh, no. Okay. Here's you're... the deal. Eating 800 calories, you're going to lose weight. Eating 1,200 calories, you're going to lose weight. Right. Both of those pieces of information will work. The question becomes which one is right for you. Eating 800 calories, you're going to lose faster than eating 12 but I couldn't personally sustain eating 800 calories. So no, no. for me, I'd rather lose a little bit more slowly and be able to eat 1,200 calories. So this is where get all the information, look at whether the information is valid and yields results. If the answer is yes, then you lay all that information out on the table and say, this I can do. This I can't do, based upon your morals, your ethics, your personality, your lifestyle, your financial constraints. And that's how you put together a game plan to take action.
1: Jeez. that makes sense? No, it does. Because I, I, saw, I saw something about... Somebody's put it in a question in the Q&A about what if so-and-so says one thing and what if so-and-so says another right. thing? And it's and it's true, you know? But you talk about that. You talk about information
0: a lot in the show. Well, one of the things, like, for example, my CFO of my company, he's he's great at playing the stock market to me the stock market is like gambling it scares the crap out of yeah, me sure so you know i'm in like very you know I, i'm a i'm a baby of the 80s i've watched my parents like make, make millions lose millions make millions lose millions in that stock market i've watched it crash twice in my life and it scares me i'm like that's gambling that's what it is it's addictive like gambling and you know i tell my money guy like triple insured bonds like just consider it a bank. I want my money in the closest thing to a bank. Whatever is the safest. Yeah. I don't care what the interest rate is. I don't want to lose what I've earned. And then my CFO was like, here's what you need to do. Take the amount that you can afford to lose. And once you feel like, okay, I've saved up enough, blah, blah, blah. Put it into uh, a little Scott trade account. And Because it's 7% a trade instead of 10% a trade. And he teaches me how... To, to play the market in the safest way. So he'll say, all right, you, know, you put stops on it so that you buy it at X and it sells at Y, so you can't lose too much money, but then you need to watch it. So if it goes up, you put in a new stop. Now, I've had Susie also give me advice about this. And I've had my money guy also give me advice about this. And some of their information conflicts, but that's because you have to look at it from your perspective. How much money can you afford to lose? Therefore, which strategy works better for you? Like each strategy has to be diet. individualized. Yes. All three of them have been successful at the market. All three of them know what they're doing. And because I'm no longer allowing people to make decisions for me and, you know, sticking my head in the sand and thinking, "Oh no, I can't learn it." Which by the way, we all have those reasons for thinking like we can't learn something or it's too complicated or, you know, for me as a kid, I've always had ADHD so where I excel are things that are rapid fire spontaneous I don't I'm not scripted and the tour has been very interesting to me because it has been beat out it isn't spontaneous it's not a Q&A it's, it's yeah. we had to write it out and right. I had to do it and I've been able to which is new for me I never thought I would be able to function like that and I never thought I'd be able to learn about money or the markets because I never liked math and I didn't understand numbers. But I have been able to, and now I'm going. Was I just not taught the right way? Was I in an environment in mm. school where it, it didn't teach me the way I need to learn? It's it's really interesting. Oh, that's interesting how you how you've gone you've mined back to figure out where that came from. Because I yeah. can learn it. It might not be easy, but I can learn it, and it's just the way that I've had to learn it, which has made a difference. And I I look at that with my kids now, even though they're too young for me to see where they're going to struggle. But there was, I went to a parent teacher conference and there was a story about a school, right? I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast and there's like a duck and a rabbit and an eagle. Oh no, I don't think we've had this one. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) I don't remember. So here's the deal.
0: Okay. Okay. There's running and there's flying and there's swimming, right? So the duck kicks everyone's butt in swimming, but of course it's like a terrible runner. Right. And it ran holes in its feet trying to become a better runner to keep up with the rabbit. But nobody ever just said, duck, you're a great swimmer, swim. Instead, it was all about like, you're a crappy runner, duck, work on the running. Does that make it, you understand it what I'm totally, saying?
1: It totally, it almost makes me
0: cry. And like, <laughs> I don't know why. And like the, the eagle, same thing. It's like the eagle and the rabbit were drowning in the pool. Right. But the eagle can fly, you know, like, like faster than any other creature on the planet. You know what I mean? And instead of being like, you know, it's like, great, you can fly now. Learn how to swim, eagle. But the eagle is not meant to swim. And we, you know, and then, and what it does is it makes you feel like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good. Right. Now, while it's like, I'm not a math person. I can learn it, and I will. But I, you know, a C should have been good enough for me in math. I, I'm not a math person. Yeah. But I would always get A's in in English when I could write, and I've always been a good writer. I love that story: the Isn't eagle, even, the rabbit, and the, the, the duck. duck. There's more. There are more little critters ones that couldn't climb and things like that there was like a whole anecdote about it but. it's wonderful
1: though but it's wonderful because it's true and, and, I've, and what's, what's really wonderful is I've heard
0: you tell people in the Q&A kind of similar things that, but we you know, think we we're not special that's yes. the thing so like it's like we think we're not deserving because we can't fly like an eagle when we're a rabbit and it, it's like but you're a rabbit you can run faster than the eagle ever can eagle can't run but we don't ever do that We look at the eagle and we're like, why can't I fly? I'm worthless. Instead of going, I can run like a mofo. And that's what I, I, you know, know. we never do that. And that was part of what I had to take out of the show was, you know, the compare yourself game. We always compare our pain. We don't have a right to feel sad about our feelings because, you know, we didn't, we weren't a starving child in a third world country and people think they need to get over things when the key is to get the work through them and I don't know. I kind of meandered with this, but where no. Do, where do we nice. even start? What the hell are we talking about? About uh, diet. and about, <laughs> Oh, dear God. About the, the misinformation. 800 calories opposes to 1200 calories. Well, so that's the point. If you're yeah. an eagle... The advice that you're going to take is going to be different than the advice the rabbit's going to take. So when you're looking right. at advice, make sure that it yields results, but see which piece of advice is best for an eagle and which piece is best for a rabbit. you got to take that information and then it has to mold to your lifestyle, your personality and your characteristics. And that's the best strategy when moving forward. Ah, love that. I know. <laughs>
1: Okay, goddamn life coach over here. Okay, we are going to close our podcast today. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. God! You just sounded like Phoenix. Oh. Duh. Duh. Julian's
0: little boy. That's what he does all the time. Oh my oh. God. Duh. God. Sorry. I swear, let's talk about the things that have happened on this tour. My daughter's first birthday in America. Oh, my, my son's first birthday ever. Her? My um, fourth anniversary. <laughs> my mother's day. And I worked every single one. And I'm positive that I'm, I'm headed for a divorce. That's right. Heidi is like at her end. I she is pissed. I, and it, it's like, oh, oh, my God. And my son has started walking. My daughter, like, talks. <laughs> Nonstop and loves to tell Janice to suck it. Yeah, that's and her she favorite. loves to say, suck it, manis. Yeah. And who tells her? Who tells her to suck? She takes her butt, sticks it <laughs> in Janice's face, moons her,
1: turns around and says, yeah, suck it, manis. Oh all suggested by mummy let me tell you but anyway yes i know i must admit you've uh you've celebrated many things on the, on the road oh, jesus uh, so here we are we will see you soon peace